0: Hey, it's Jason. Our remaining Descent into Avernus live streams are on the schedule. We have Thursday, October 13th, Friday, November 4th, and the Descent into Avernus finale is tentatively scheduled. For Friday, December 9th That could change Emergencies happen We could screw up the story so bad That it doesn't end on December 9th But that is tentatively According to Emery Going to be the finale For Descent into Avernus Again, those dates are available to you At ratedrpgpodcast.com That's our website Other stuff you can do on our website You can support the show By buying us shots You can do that anytime You don't have to do it During a live stream You can just do it now If you want At ratedrpgpodcast.com And then we'll consult uh, those shots and thank you in the next live stream on October 13th you can also become a Patreon supporter like our awesome Patreon supporter Chris Fail who is the sole member of the very special Friends of Lulu tier it's not an official tier I just made it up but thank you Chris you are a friend of Lulu huge thanks to our level 15 bards they are weary traveler super justin 64 ronald remus random john Mangrum, holly summers Ooglaset, may G. B. S. Trek, Jerry Veit, Cheese Master 007, and Alex Schirmerhorn. Thank you to our rations and adventuring gear supporters. We're rotating uh, our adventuring gear and ration supporters around a little bit, so you guys get mentioned a little more frequently. You are Banana Fish, Smoopy, Mick and Addy, Kate Slauson, Igor Vakic. And Eli Chafin. Thank you all so very much. And if I didn't mention you, but you are a Patreon supporter, just know that we are very, very grateful for all of your support. And if you want to join Patreon, you want to help us out, you can go to ratedrpgpodcast.com and do that there. And now, episode 81. Since it's been over three months, let's recap from the very beginning of Descent into Avernus, because some of this information may be helpful. It all started in the massive city of Baldur's Gate. We take you back to session zero in January of 2020. A murder took place, the killing of an abusive drug dealer named Joplin, A bugbear ranger named Glubjig Gregrom was the one who struck the death blow. His halfling pal stood by as it happened, a bard by the name of Race the Roaster. A fire genasi who goes by Dababi the Enjoyable was the architect of the killing after the dealer attempted to steal his precious magical wrench. And of course there was the wood elf moon druid named Koslow Ferngrove who witnessed the crime but then lied to cover it all up. They all had a hand in the murder and their alliance formed from their collective involvement. From this unlikely event, the party found themselves in the middle of chaos as large groups of refugees were surging into Baldur's Gate. They had fled the nearby rival city of Elturel, which had disappeared. Some say it had been dragged into Hell. The famous Hellriders of Elturel, a pack of paladins who fought against evil, were said to have traveled into Hell to bring the fight to the archdevils responsible for this horrid act, but they had not returned. Were they defeated? Are any of them still alive? We didn't know. Through their efforts uncovering what happened to Elturel, the party discovered that Evil had infiltrated Baldur's Gate as well. The Cult of the Dead Three was in league with the powerful and highly corrupt Vanthampur family. It was at this time that the party took on the name The Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, a moniker which began as a lie told by Race the Roaster, but it wouldn't be the last of his bullshit, not by a mile. The Vanthampur... (laughs) The Vanthampoers had a beautiful villa in the upper city of Baldur's Gate and the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade blustered their way in, fighting off imps and shitheads in animated armor until they literally claimed ownership of the villa for themselves. And from that moment on, attaining actual legal ownership of the property would be a main stated priority of the party, perhaps (laughs) even more so than saving the city of (laughs) Elturel. As the party continued, they headed into the sewers beneath the bathhouse, peeing into the mouth of evil for the first time and vanquishing the Cult of the Dead Three. In the process, earning a favor from the Cult of the Dragon, followers of the legendary evil Queen of the Dragons, Tiamat. This would benefit them later on. They also found a bag of magic beans, and to this day, they've still got some of them left. <laughs> the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade discovered that their sworn protector of El Torel, a priest of Torm named Thavius Krieg, had signed a contract with a fallen angel named Zariel, and that was why El and thousands of its citizens were being dragged on massive chains into the pits of hell. The party had also found an artifact, which imprisoned a powerful devil, the Shield of the Hidden Lord. This shield was sought after by those who took Elturel, and they attempted to steal it as the party traveled to Candlekeep, but they failed. And ever since, Debobby the Enjoyable has maintained a relationship of convenience with the shield. And that relationship has undoubtedly saved the party's bacon on numerous occasions ever since. It's an inconvenient truth. Friends with benefits. (laughs) Then, in Candlekeep, the party met a cute hollyphant named Lulu. She was working as a server in a bar, but she believed she could assist the party in their quest to save Elturel. She had long-term memory loss but there was definitely a few things in her brain that would gain clarity as time passed. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade were teleported to Elturel along with their Hollyfant companion and they set to the task of discovery and salvation. Lulu offered what she could. She was friends with an angel named Zeriel and if we could find Zeriel's sword, it would be very important to saving Elturel. We found a hag named Mad Maggie who used a ritual to bring some of Lulu's memories back and after some additional adventuring, more memories came into focus. It was learned that Zariel had fallen to evil forces and become the ruler of Hell. Her sword lost, but somewhere there's a citadel which sprung up around it. The party headed to Haruman's Hill, named after one of Zariel's fallen Hellrider generals. Another former general, a cowardly elf named Jander, had been turned into a vampire and then killed himself. Now he's being tortured for eternity. He shared that Haruman followed Zariel into Hell and followed her into damnation after she fell. Just then, the gang heard thunder crack as the rumble of hooves approached through the sky. Haramon gave chase, and the party cheeses it. Race turns into a giant eagle. Dababi gets on his motorcycle, and Glubjig and Kozlo roll out in their infernal machine. The latter were on the verge of victory, almost killing Haramon's nightmare when a fire tornado suddenly swept over their vehicle, and just like that, Kozlo Ferngrove, the vaguely Russian-sounding druid, was dead. The party escaped Harriman, but at a great cost. They made their way to the place called the Wandering Emporium, where they met a new guy, a portly human paladin named Sir Reginald Hamstone, who replaced, but could never really replace, Koslow Ferngrove in their hearts. They joined forces and continued onward, making various bargains with entities they met along the way, including another hag, a Dow, a former Arvernian warlord named Smiler the Defiler, and eventually, they found their way to a cursed titan, and from there to Tiamat's biggest fan, Arkan the Cruel. And they gave Arkan the Orb of Dragonkind that they had in their possession in exchange for a few drops of Tiamat's blood, which cured the cursed titan. From which they got the bucket of titan blood, which they gave to the Dow, which freed her from her contract with Ariel, which <laughs> led the group to freeing Mooncolor the Unicorn, and the Unicorn joined their party. <laughs> Giving Archon that orb seemed like a bad idea, but with the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade on the case, bad decisions bound, baby! The Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade threw down on the Advernian Warlord using a uh, Rube Goldberg-style plot. Synergy between all members' abilities were used to drop a dinosaur on a bunch of them. It was glorious, <laughs> and I to this day, it was arguably their best hijink. They even made a very casual deal with Bell, the former ruler of Avernus. He wants his old job back, and for unspecified reasons, nine adamantian rods will help him in that quest, so the GPB set out to torture a demon for information. They found that a crashed airship holds these adamantian rods, but the only creature who could tell them where to find it was killed by Glovejag. Oops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: Finally, the party found what appeared to be a crypt under a large obelisk, a crypt in which the bodies of Hellriders are contained. And mummies, lots and lots of mummies. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade learned that Lulu used to be Zariel's mount, a big badass mammoth. If that wasn't clear by now, Lulu really, really wants the party to redeem Zeriel in addition to saving Elturel. <laughs> the party still considers legal ownership of that villa in Baldur's Gate to be a foremost goal, but maybe saving Elturel and redeeming Zariel will lead to that, so okay. The party speaks to the somber ghosts of the Hellriders while disrobing and fucking about like a bunch of buffoons before finding a magic book in which Dababi, some kind of savant now who's gained magical powers because race said a funny thing and Emery is a really cool dungeon master. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the party meets another cursed general of Zariel's army, Olanthius. Olanthius journaled like a 13 year old girl and we learned a lot from his writings. He has a huge crush on General Yale, who knows (laughs) where Zariel's sword is right now, but nobody knows what happened to her. It's General Yale. So we met General Alanthius and convinced him that we can help redeem Zariel and free Elturel, so now he's going to help us instead of killing us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Wow. Wow, Holy! We've done a lot,
1: man. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes. Bears and parts <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Jason, thank you for doing that recap, because that actually told that taught me some things that I had forgotten about. For example, I forgot that you already talked to Olantheus, the Death Knight. That's the thing that happened. He already agreed to help you guys. Yeah. So. Sure he did. That's good, because I, did, I didn't want to have to go through that that whole thing again.
3: Okay. And I don't remember if I don't know if you remember the voice they were you were using for him, but um, it sounded
1: sort of like a little girl. It a Was kind girl? of like a weird choice. But, That's weird. Yeah. So you guys are sitting around in this uh, tomb of the Hell Riders, and uh, you you've met with Olantheus. It's been about it's been about eight hours. You guys sort of like set up camp. Did did a long rest, and Alanthius has been sort of disappeared into his chamber, that like room that you found that had his diary in it, uh, and he said he was going to contemplate uh, the next move to make, and so you guys oh, sort nice. just sort of sit pretty, and uh, Lulu who has been with you guys, Moon Color as well has been with you, you guys have all just sort of been sitting in this chilly these chilly catacombs with all these weird spirits just sort of like floating around nothing's attacking you nothing's bothering you it's just been a little slightly uncomfortable but in a different way than resting in hell is usually uncomfortable and lulu uh has come up to you and said you know fellas i've been i've been thinking a lot lately about what is that we're doing here you know what i'm saying like i just feel like we've been we've been sort of wandering from place to place not really gaining a really good sense of direction and i think that right now we have the opportunity to like really cement a plan for how we're going to how we're going to accomplish our goals here it seems to me like you boys really want to save el terrell
2: yeah kind yeah of course
1: because there's there's property you know for sure yeah yeah and and i want to help you with that and and uh and o- o- Olantheus seems like he's willing to help. He's willing to uh to show us where this uh, citadel is, this bleeding citadel. All right. And uh, you know, I just wanna say that I think the best way to go about saving El is to save my girl, my homie, Zariel. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you gotta save the fallen angel. What?
3: We got a redeemer. I thought I thought that uh Zariel was like uh gone like was lost to the world or something she was like messed up
1: she beyond repair i don't that's the thing i don't quite think that she's gone for good see the thing is supposedly her sword is the last little bit of connection that she has to the goodness that used to be in her heart and i think that if we can reunite her with that sword that could possibly save her could possibly save
3: her that's that's a lot of maybes yeah like what kind of a, <sighs> give us a percentage
1: well i i would have no idea i'm but i'm what? but a little tiny elephant it's not what? like i'm a yeah, so,
4: omniscient yeah, deity. so you have
2: no
3: idea about anything probably no
2: well, look, look, i'm gonna just say this with all due respect um since we met you we've had laughs we've shed tears over those br- dwarves that blew up on that bridge and that was a tragedy i don't remember that oh, i wasn't with was, 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 <laughs> you should have been there it was horrible but your memory has always been a little suspect how are we to know that if we meet up with zariel she could even be the person you don't really remember can i tell you the quote that i had from my mentor when i was in the orphanage um his name was jagrius zed but he went by jay-z he said once a good girl's gone bad she's gone forever (laughs) so i would just wonder if that's not still true
1: Well, I mean, Jay-Z did have a point. He had problems, 99 of them, but anyways. I just feel like I might be able to do something, you know? I mean, I've been, ever since this quest began, I've just been following my heart, and it has led us this far. Uh, But I will be fair, it is possible she may be irredeemable, and that's why I think that you might have another option. Even if we can't save her, you guys still might be able to rescue Terrell. Now, I've been talking a little bit with, uh, with uh, Mooncolor over here, and they've told me a few things about how things work down here. And it seems to me that if a contract is destroyed, or if one of the parties in a contract is destroyed, it makes that contract null and void. So since Zariel made this contract with Thavius Krieg, it's possible that you could break the contract, which would free El Terrell. Now, I'm not sure exactly how you do that, but that is a possibility. How did you guys deal with Thavius Krieg? I mean, is that guy still alive?
5: No, his his uh, best fan basically killed him.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then if he's dead, the contract's null and void, right? Well, that's not entirely true. Because he might have been sent right here to hell. Oh, then we get another shot at uh, at killing him.
3: Yeah, we get a, a round two. If we kill Fabius Krieg in hell,
5: where does he go? Is
2: there another hell?
5: <laughs> he goes to Cleveland.
2: <laughs>
5: well, you kill something in its home plane and it stays dead.
1: Oh. Right. I'm not entirely sure what would happen to his soul after that, because that could depend on what deals he made. But If
2: Zerial is worth redeeming, can you think of the kind of favors they would be willing to do for our landscaping situation? Just think about it. We can have literal cherubs in the garden.
5: Who's <laughs> gonna give that to us?
2: <laughs> if we rescue Zerial, and if she's able to come back, isn't she a holy warrior? Yeah. Then, guys, look.
3: We could have like real live cherubs. In we could
2: have real live. Ch- Look, <laughs> if, if we bring her back from being her worst, like nightmare, we gonna get some real cherubs. Well, and I,
5: you know, I've seen it before. You know, uh, I used to campaign with uh, Lieutenant Chubbsley. Uh, she was a hobgoblin war chief, and she became more and more depraved the the more she campaigned. Uh, but uh, she went through a ritual with some ayahuasca. Uh, and found herself, and came back to what was logical, which was orderly military uh, protocol. Yes. So it can be done. You can bring back someone from the brink. I believe. That. You don't you know,
3: have I, to like bathe them in ayahuasca, bar. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna.
0: I know with, we're in hell, so this is a little tough, and it's a real stretch. I'm gonna pray to whore and see what kind of guidance whore can give me based on you know what I know now.
3: Uh, as is the case.
0: Hello, buddy. You okay.
5: probably got some horrors you can pray to as
2: well. <laughs> I mean, there's three Kims. Let me tell you about them.
3: As long as you don't pray to Torm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All my homies hate Torm. Fuck Torm. <laughs> From Elturel to the furthest reaches, Torm can kiss ass. Yeah. All right. So do you have a
1: spell that you're casting, or are you just doing a regular prayer? Do are, are you guys okay? Are you healed up? Are we rested? Um, I'm yeah, super strong we just took as a, a
2: halfling ox.
1: Yeah, we all advanced it. to level 11. You yeah. did advance to level 11, and you are... What does that mean? ...benefited from a full... Re- <laughs> long rest. <laughs> all right, I'm going to sit down, as I always do,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm going to take out some of my rations, uh, and uh, they're they're all moldy as they get in hell, and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter because it's a ritual. And I'm going to uh, take a little bit of the bread, and I'm going to pray, say, Whore! <laughs> you got to help me, whore, if I'm going to get vengeance upon... These evildoers who have done harm to Zeriel. Tell me, what is the right path? Where shall I go? Speak it into my brain as you do, whore. (laughs) Uh,
3: Make a religion check. I'm going to use my uh, inspiration to make sure this is... uh... Oh. See, Jensen says, Do you remember the lady you left in the basement of the villa? You shut her in a room to be safe and said you'd be back. (laughs) I was was reading that.
2: Like that was
5: ages ago. <laughs> I do not remember that. But can anyone
2: say she is not the safest person?
0: <laughs> yeah, she is still safe. Wait, no, that uh, no Hamstone wasn't there. But I remember.
5: Wait, didn't we come back and she wasn't there? Yeah, she wasn't
0: there.
1: She left.
5: Oh,
2: did
1: she? Yeah, she left. Or somebody fucked.
5: So she can't me.
2: even follow directions. I don't care anymore.
1: <laughs> um. So so you say your your prayer to horror, and you sort of like clear your mind, hoping to hear or 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 think you know hear the voice of your of your God in your head. Um, and the only thing you hear are footsteps uh, and uh, they they sound like they're sort of coming beh- from behind you. I turn around you turn around and you guys notice uh, that Hamstone turns around you, you don't even you can't even tell what like has alerted him. Uh, it seems like he's hearing footsteps that only he can hear. I stand up, okay?
3: Um, Oh, I immediately cast um, a spell. Wait, do you think we're gonna have to fight? No, no. No, no. Don't do it. Don't. Um, Whore... Oh, this
0: is like a... Okay, this is something else. I, uh... I reach out my hands, like, outstretched in front of me. Guide me, whore! Take my hands! My giant, meaty hands! They're very clammy! You take them! You guide me (laughs) to where I need to be
1: for this lesson! Your clammy hands reach out. And uh, the only thing that you feel is, you almost can feel the vibrations now of the footsteps uh, coming up through your feet and all the way out to your fingertips. Uh, and you feel like you can tell which direction they're coming from. It sounds like they're coming from Olanthius' room. I head that direction. Reginald is taking whore lessons. You gotta trust your horse, alright? You have to. Sir Reginald the Hamstone huffs and puffs his way as he shuffles down the corridor towards Olantheus' room. I've got a wake apnea. (laughs) Uh, And the rest of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade follows him. Uh, And you guys are now standing in front of the the hidden door leading to Olantheus' secret chamber. (laughs) Horde door. It's on the map. It's actually like all the way over in the other room. So you guys reach the room, and now uh, the perceptive amongst you can actually hear the footsteps. They sound like they're coming from within the room. Uh, and it almost sounds like Alanthius is pacing back and forth in his room. But to you, they sound just like loud as as if he was in the same room with you. I say,
0: whore, give General Alanthius a hint, a sign. Anything. I can feel that he is uncertain of his next steps. You need to guide Olanthius, and he shall guide us. <laughs> you feel an itch on your knuckles. Ah itchy knuckles. This is a sign from horror.
1: <laughs> I got psoriasis.
5: <laughs> I think it's worse than that, my friend.
1: Uh suddenly the The sounds of his footsteps fade uh, away from your your hearing. And uh, you can still hear them, but they they sound like they're coming from the other side of the door rather than echoing throughout your mind. I shout out, General Olantheus, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade,
0: are here to do your bidding, to help you, and to help all the people of Elturel,
1: and to uh, uh, redeem uh, Zeriel. The footsteps stop. A moment passes. Two moments pass. Several moments pass. I don't know how long a moment is. But definitely at least six moments have passed. When all of a sudden... In game terms? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The door opens. And Alantheus is standing before you. This gigantic warrior clad in midnight plate. With just two burning, glowing coals for eyes in his massive great helm stares down at all of you and says,
3: You know, guys, I've been thinking a lot about this. <laughs> you see, the problem is, Zeriel, she monitors whatever I do. Anytime I leave this place, she knows my
4: movements. <clears throat> so anyways, <laughs> I think we need a distraction.
5: Well, General Xanthius, Captain Glubjack of of the Chill... Uh, at your service, sir. The chill. Oh, the chill. Is that like a two thousands band? Oh yeah. This is name. That's the name of my regiment.
2: <clears throat> was, they're also the openers for some forty one. Yeah. <laughs> my my
3: regiment is also not a two thousands band.
5: We feel that your your original mission is to say is to save your commander. Yes. And we want that to happen.
0: Also, we recognize that Zerial. Uh, is spying on you. She knows your movements, you're right. So it is up to us to
5: make the move. We'll do whatever we need to, sir.
4: Well, there are a few options. I can lead you to the Bleeding Citadel. However, she will see me coming. So, we would need you to do something to distract her. What if we're all coming? Then she would definitely see all of us coming what if i came as a dinosaur then she would see me and a dinosaur and the rest of you coming
5: what if we go get to get her sword
4: she would see that coming what i'm saying is that you need to do something that would draw her attention away from me and the rest of you as we go to the bleeding citadel
2: there were things, right? So remember when we went and we started that, like, union for the devils? You remember that guy we talked to? Weren't we going to him about some rods or something? Bell, yeah. Yeah, so my question is, what if we went to what are the rods in the bleeding Citadel? No.
5: They were hey, in a, do you They know? were in some sort of... Airship. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that tractor. is
5: what I'm wondering.
0: Olanthius, do you know about a crashed airship anywhere? I do. Ha, where is it? It's. I could. I could tell you where it is. Or Please do. Because if we tell, if we find the, there's something on the ship, if we find it, we let Bell know. Bell could distract Zario, maybe. Hmm. Do you know what these rods
2: are for? Um. So, well, when you say for, there's only a couple of things you can do with rods. They can conduct things, or they can be thrown like javelins. <laughs> so it's probably one of those two.
0: Are there any spells? Can I do an arc- Arcana check to see if there's any spells that... Absolutely. Hamstone is
3: dumb Ooh. as a fucking bag of hammers. You,
0: so.
2: you know what? I'm going to try one of those, too. Can I do a... Actually, I'm going to just ask him. I got oh, you high guys charisma. Need
3: a, you guys need an Arcana check.
2: Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, I'm paying attention to get Arcana. Like arcana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: There you go.
1: What do you need to know? Okay. <laughs> so I'm also going to need a perception check, guys. Oh
5: nice.
2: Oh me too. <laughs> oh <I sure> too. <laughs> oh okay, you two better pick it up. Oh no, you need to hit a twenty or we are
5: Debobi's De- like I know a lot of things, but I don't notice anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he don't know much, but he knows how to love you. Ooh. Yeah. That was
5: a bar. Oh no, no, I don't know actually. Comfortable. Mm. No, I don't I used to know. I got a 20 perception. I'm
1: I'm someone that you used to know. All right, uh, Aaron, you are kind of close to passing, but you're not quite there. Do you have any abilities to maybe bump up your 17 Uh, a little bit? Yeah. Think harder. and I kick him in the nuts.
2: (laughs) Can I give him a bardic inspiration? You could. That probably won't help, though. Oh yeah, that can totally one. It can be used. For All skill right, checks. I'm yeah. just gonna give you a pep talk while you re-roll. Listen, my brother, you gotta open up your third eye right now, to Bobby. You remember when my we were third back? Eye. The third. Uh, where so, is that? Oh, Okay, so you got these two in your face, right? But right above you, your your forehead, like where the Janasi part is, right here. There's a third eye you can't see. And while
5: he is describing that, <laughs> I just come from behind and I whack Bobby in the back of the head. <laughs> Ow, my third eye! <laughs> Alright, so
1: so they inspired you. Not quite sure if it was uh, Glubjag or, or Race who inspired you. So you get to roll a D8, I think, is your bardic inspiration? D8? Uh, sure. D10
2: now! D are all 10s, baby! Oh, D10 grew up! Dang! Now
1: we're talking... <laughs> So roll that d10. All you
2: right. get to add that it to comes your
3: seventeen. A d10. Come on. Let's get it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. That's the stuff right there. We'll take it to so that seventeen becomes a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, what you're doing is you're you're having a little powwow. Olantheus clearly doesn't really have any good ideas as for what the stra- distraction could be, uh, but you guys are like, well, maybe we could do something with those adamantine rods. Now, guys, think what are these rods bell just wasn't telling us what they were for he seemed like to really specifically not want to tell us what they were for but maybe we could figure out what they were for and so you start sort of like going over okay what what did we see when we were in bell's like chambers was there any hints maybe there and um, one of you guys remember noticing that he he clearly, the, the, place, the place was a forge. It was clearly a forge. He was crafting all sorts of ridiculous things in there. And one of you saw what appeared to be, like, the, uh, uh, the mold for some, like, massive sphere. Um, that was, Glubjeg, you noticed this thing. It was sort of, like, stored away, like it hadn't been used in a long time. But you're like, you know... Somehow, like he had to make something that was basically just like a gigantic ball, and um, he's making truck nuts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they're creating a Dyson sphere, <laughs> not that
1: big. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but as you guys are sort of like talking about truck nuts and Dyson spheres and all all that, kind truck of stuff. nuts, by the way, would be really appropriate in hell. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's where they came from originally. Yep. Um. To you have something of an epiphany. Yeah. You you're thinking like big sphere, big magical, evil sphere. What? What do I know? That's a big magical evil sphere. And suddenly, you're just like th- the the ball above Elterel. The like. Necromantic evil black sun that's floating above Altairel. Maybe that's what what he made. You mean that really cool
0: second sun thing that the the
3: oh guys guys I just had an epiphany.
2: Ooh, what's are name?
3: Um, do you guys remember Soundgarden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah black crashed. hole sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there are there. Won't large. you come? Wait, that's not what I meant. You guys, there's a a, giant... They're making a big sphere. There's a giant sun above Elturel. True. So why does Bell want to make one of those?
2: If we already got an extra sun, how many do we need?
1: Well, you're you're thinking maybe he already made it. That thing's been around for a long time above Elturel. Oh, right, that one, yeah.
5: He's making another one.
1: So... These adamantine rods, they might
2: have something to do with that thing.
3: And he you wa- think he's going to try to, like, suck another city down into
2: hell? I was thinking more because he needs to beat Zerio to get his old job back. Would he trap her and use her as the power source for another son? Because we can't save her and probably help him is what I'm starting to lean towards, or right? bring down Baldur's Gate. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's a big city, my friend.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So... Do we go get the rods?
2: And then we can bargain with him but can he beat us up? Guys, we're four tough badasses. (laughs) But can we beat him up or would we get whooped up? Well, I'm willing to take a shot. shot. I mean Can we whoop him?
3: We maybe. (laughs) If we can whoop him, I I think we'd get whooped up. We couldn't get Shiner to help us. We could maybe smile. If if he was by himself,
5: maybe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if we caught him in an alley But he asked us to bring him the rods.
1: Um Do you guys uh, do uh, talk about any of this in front of Alantis, or do you want him to be away for all these um, discussions?
2: I could use. I had Rory's telepathic bond. Well, if mm-hmm. yeah,
3: so. yeah. If Azerial, yeah, we can have like a mind conversation.
0: Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Mind conversation. Mind conversation.
3: <laughs> the best kind
0: <laughs> conversation.
2: Rarely are other people there, but now, um, because like if those. I'm kinda leaning towards saving Zeriel because I love Lulu enough to want to save her friend and he's obviously evil. If we get him those rods, that's bad news bears. And now, if I'm we wa-
3: if we save Zariel, then she's gonna help us save
2: Elterell, right? Yes. Obviously. I mean I mean look, yes, that has to happen. Yeah. All I right. want that property. I'm I'm Or tempted. we can stop everything right now, yeah. and I'll just live in hell. I like a challenge. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, Olanthius comes up to you guys who you've all been kind of sitting in a circle, just like staring at each other and like looking at each other and psychically communicating. Uh, and, uh, Alantheus is like,
4: <clears throat> well, as much as I would love to see Zeriel redeemed, I don't think it's possible.
3: Wait a minute. You I can would... hear our mind conversation?
4: No, I was just thinking about this. Oh, oh, okay. Um. So are we. That's amazing.
3: We're on the same wavelength, man. Dude, we're vibing, bro.
4: Technically not. <laughs> I would just as easily see her slain or perhaps her position in this place
2: lowered. Wait really? A Hold on. Weren't you in love with her essentially?
4: No, that was uh, somebody else.
2: Oh, I'm mixing my devils and demons so up. You my don't ball. think she's like
4: redeemable? I loathe what Zeriel has become, and I knew her back before she became what she is. She was obsessed, always obsessed, with killing demons. That's what led her down this vile path, and I just curse myself for not having seen it before. My black heart has no capacity for love or forgiveness or anything. I am literally a walking undead monster.
0: What about General Yale? What do you think about General Yale? She's pretty cool. Okay. So there is a little little glimmer or something in there. There's a little love in your heart. Okay. Where do you think we might find General Yale?
4: If I knew where she was, I would be there at her side, taking pictures of her feet.
3: What if we could convince Zariel to retire, stop being obsessed with killing demons yeah. and just, you know, retire to a a pleasant location with cherubs in the garden excuse me
5: but a lifelong military woman is not going to be convinced to retire yeah it's just not not how it works yeah he's got a point yeah he's got a point i mean look i'm a
0: paladin and and i'll tell you right now you can take the fight out of a paladin but you can't take the
2: paladin out of a fight i respect (laughs) that i'm not a paladin but i am a pal to many women and i can tell you for a fact I've had quite a few want to retire with me to a little, you know, chateau. Yeah, you're a bard. Of course you have.
3: (laughs) Okay, quick question to you. Yes. You said that you had some ideas, but I think you only told us one idea.
4: I do have more ideas. Yeah, you
3: just said like a distraction, and we went off on a tangent for half an hour, so what are the other (laughs) ideas?
5: And why are we trying to distract her? You're trying to distract her so that you
4: can find the entrance to the bleeding citadel without being seen.
2: Well, if we're not with you, we won't be seen, right? We're only going to be seen because you're leading the way. You will never
4: find the Bleeding Citadel. Are you that bad
2: at drawing maps?
4: (laughs) It cannot be found by following a map. Oh,
2: wait, I got a question. So, when you go to find it, right? You go to find it because you're thinking about it, right? It's one of those kind of things like, you know, if you're staying at this place at the right time, it's there. What if I put you into my mind link with one of my spells and then you can show it in your mind and I can just go without you having to be there?
4: I don't think that would work. <laughs> it's more complicated than that. Fair
2: enough. Shoot or shoot. Okay,
3: your other ideas, sir.
4: You could weaken her position by freeing Elterel yourselves. Yes, you know Bell. I love it. Bell said
0: he'd free Elterel if we brought him those fucking rods.
2: Now here's the thing, though: if we freed ourselves, we don't have to maybe try to rescue someone who's irredeemable or give a bad guy more power. We could just cut out the middleman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can
3: mm-hmm. we free Elterel without uh, allying ourselves with any nasty people?
2: I highly, highly doubt that. Then why did you give it as an option? <laughs> We're tough. We, we no. no, no. <laughs> hey, hey, we give Belder. The... <laughs> we... Wait, does she
5: want the rods, too? Zariel? Yes. Perhaps. Well, why don't we tell them both, both. where yeah, the rods yeah. and we are? We tell
3: them to meet us down, you know, by the place where our friend burned alive. Make him duke
5: it out.
4: She would just as easily kill you the moment she saw
0: you. What if we gave you one of the rods... We go to the airship, we get the rods, we bring one back, we give it to you, we give the other ones to Bell, and we say, ah, oops, we only got this many.
3: Uh, yeah, let's Great right. we, idea. Can, we can horcrux the fuck out of these rods. Ooh, okay. ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, wait. Before Bitty we war. continue, Sorry. can you give me the other options?
4: Yes. Elterel is currently being held down here by massive chains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could figure out a way to destroy those chains... Now it is far beyond your capability to do so yourselves. It is beyond Fair. even my capability. Well, yeah. who says your what capability about like a unicorn
3: or, or a, a titan? Genius.
4: A unicorn, titan, nothing oh, no. short of a power almost that of a god. How about like our buddy chains. Tiamat?
5: How about a rust monster?
4: not even a rust monster. You know Tiamat? Yeah,
2: we know Tiamat.
4: Well, we're we're not on speed dial, but well, you know, no, we, but, we
5: have had but if we leave a
2: voicemail, they do get back to us. Yeah, they'll
5: they'll get back to we us. We also know a guy who can summon lots of evil dragons. Yeah, we do.
4: Tiamat could help, but she is very weakened in her current state, last I heard.
2: Ah, uh, funny uh. you mentioned that. Basically, we can't we're not strong enough to destroy the chains, right? But what if we use the rods? Well,
4: if you can figure out what those
2: rods do, then perhaps. Can, well, can you tell me this? If, are these rods like, we might, I want to go get the rods. I think that's Yeah, let's go, best. go get the rods. Let's go get the rods.
0: Let's go get the rods, guys. everything
2: is, wait, is that all the options that you were going <laughs> to say? I'm sorry, DeBobby, you're right. Let's <laughs> chop them.
4: Let me check my sheet here. <laughs>
5: Know, it kind of sounds to me like he's trying to get us out of hell in like three months or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I was
3: having a good time. Yeah, that's not going to happen.
5: Okay. So here are
1: the options, guys. First, convince Zeriel to save El mm-hmm. How exactly you do that, you're not sure. Maybe by redeeming her, or, I mean, she's a devil like anyone else. She wants things. Mm-hmm. There you go.
3: Or She'll just send us on fetch quests.
1: Kills Ariel, which ends the contract because she's the one who made the contract. Yeah. Somehow destroy the contract, like the physical contract itself. Okay. Let's, which you have no idea where is that it just is, paper but
2: like, no, that's we like burn it? Or?
1: It's possible that it's just paper. There's a lot of different ways that oh, okay. contracts can be you made. Throw it in the
5: river, sticks.
1: Throwing in the river sticks mm-hmm. probably would
5: do it. Ooh, yeah.
1: All right. And then the other option is destroy the chains that are. Holding Elturel down yeah. in hell and figure out a way to lift it back up into the material realm. That oh. last one sounds really hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait, wait, So we would have to wait, say that again.
1: The whole thing? Okay. That the, last the last one. one. The last ah. one.
2: That was a doozy. Destroy the chains
1: that uh-huh. are holding the city to hell uh-huh. and then figure out a way to lift it up into the material realm.
2: How big of a dancing item could I make?
1: <laughs> not big enough.
2: <laughs> Can I make a continent?
3: <laughs> Just because we don't
1: know how to do that
3: one doesn't mean it's uh, not the best option.
2: Um, I
0: You know, know what? You boards. know what? I, look, Tiamat, yeah, uh, has been imprisoned here in Hell. That's right? true. And I think whoever runs Hell is going to have their hands full if Tiamat gets out of Hell. And I'm pretty sure that's probably underway right now because Archon was uh, summoning all those dragons. So maybe if we just go ahead and start doing our ruckus now, mm-hmm. the dragon attack on uh, Hell will will be enough cover for us.
4: If you are friends with Tiamat... Acquaintances. If you are acquaintances with Tiamat... And you can somehow get her to cause the distraction for you. Her getting out or sending an army of dragons to Zariel's doorstep, that would certainly be quite a distraction. Let's fucking do it.
3: Yeah, we can handle that. She owes us a favor. Yeah, that's true.
4: Does she owe you a favor? We, or are you even Stevens? Oh,
3: I don't remember.
0: Did we
4: already
2: listen, use our favor? Listen, we're kind of even, but... No, you're either even or you're not. <laughs> kind of is just because we were scared. That's That was us basically saying, it's cool, you can use my bike when you want. It wasn't a real even. I think we should get the rods and get our our get back with the dragons.
1: Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Have, you have like a, a tingling feeling in the back Uh-oh. of your head. Horace uh, calling. Debobby, and you you realize after a I moment that eye. this is this is <laughs> this is Gargoth, the uh, the devil that's trapped. Yeah, in Yeah, I the was shield. about to consult him. Actually, he's hey. been yelling at you yeah, for like shield. several minutes. Sorry, but... I was about to ask you about
3: this. I'm sorry. I wa- I'm sorry. I waited so long, dude. I- I- I'm sorry. I had you on mute.
4: I can break the chains.
3: <gasps> yeah, that's. I knew there was something uh, that I'd forgotten.
5: Free me. I will break the chains. Oh, I have to free you. Of, of course! I can't do it in a shield! All right. Hey, well, why did I... Bobby suddenly go numb and motionless?
3: If I free you, don't I, like, owe you stuff or something?
5: We will make a
4: contract. Yes. And we will discuss the terms of the contract.
3: If I make a concrete deal with you to free you... Yes. And you repay us by releasing the chains and lifting the city back up.
4: Which, can you do that? I can definitely destroy the chains. You... I could try to lift the city up. Well, how, do you have any recommendations how to do that? Well, once I'm free, I'll be able to, you know, explore some possibilities. I can't really do much from inside of here.
3: Yeah, I know that. Um, but then, like, um, I'm worried about, like, you know... What I'll have to do if we make a deal <laughs> what might happen to me. I don't want to become, like, a nasty person. I just want to retire and have cherubs.
4: Of course. That's fine. You won't become a nasty person. The deal will be, you free me, I destroy the chains, and then we're we're, we're fine. And then we're quitsies? Then we're quitsies. We're done.
5: What's your alignment?
3: Uh, mildly
1: inconvenienced. <laughs> 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 uh,
5: okay. Do we notice that he's in like a shield reverie at this point? <laughs> I mean, at
2: this point, he's done the shield talk so many times, so it's got to be a certain look, right? Like his eyes crossed or something. <laughs> yeah. Be like to Bobby. Like, oh, that shield face. Are so you bad. talking
4: to your shield? Oh no, I just have really bad gas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
4: right. Now this would have to be a real contract not one not just a verbal contract like the one we made before this would be one that would be enforceable by the power of hell itself so we could not break this contract willingly without voiding the entire thing and there right right that's how we know that you're going to come through
3: because if we free you then you'll go ahead and release the chains And then all we have to do is figure out how to lift the city up, so we'll need, like, an atlas-type fella. Exactly. Large man. Titan. You think a titan could do it?
4: I don't know. Can titans... I don't think they're quite tall enough. Oh, they're not tall enough? No.
5: What if we attach the chains to, like... Well, reversing the sun is what brought it into hell, so we need to rebuild the sun to take it out.
0: Well, Bell said that if we brought him the rods, he would free El Terrell. He would put El back, right? Am I right? He said something like that. <clears throat> something like that. Okay, well he said he'd help you. He said he'd help us.
2: Every one of these guys deals in like sneaky shit, right? Yeah. So even if we were to deal with Bell, who's to say he won't just bring it right back down into hell? Whatever deal we do, that's why I'm kinda of leaning towards. We fix this shit ourselves. I don't trust either side not to bonus in the long run. Because we've been getting bummed. Remember the hag? We had to bathe her, and she didn't even really want to get bathed. She, We just keep getting lied to, man. And I'm sick of it. I got trust issues. I miss my boy, and I'm tired, man. Lulu's like, you can trust me. I've never led you astray. Lulu, what
5: Aren't should we do? are the chains holding the city down from going up? No, they're dragging it down. Yeah. But it's trying to go yeah, up.
2: Because otherwise, it just fall down. Which means if we break the train tra- chains, <laughs> it'll just lift back up on its own, maybe?
5: It seems like it.
2: We need those rods. Either way, we cut it. Unless we want to just go to straight to Zerial.
3: Hey, Shield, what's the deal with those chains? What are they doing?
4: They're dragging the city down into hell.
3: Okay, so if you break the chains, the city just, like, hangs out there?
4: Uh... I'm not entirely sure. Or it but just
3: crumbles to dust and everyone dies. Everyone might die. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that you break the chains and then we're all just like, oops. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we've made a pretty good go of hell regardless. <sighs> well, look, we got
0: to redeem Zeriel. I stand by that. I think if...
2: Really? I like the idea of that. There's just... Okay, here's my thing, right? Lulu... Who I love, and I want to make Lulu happy because she's been there for us through thick and thin. Aww. Lulu, I don't know. She the I, everything I hear about Zerio means that even before she was evil, she was a fucking tyrant. So who's to say she's just not going to go back to being a tyrant? And since we've done unspeakable acts, we aren't going to be the next in her sightline. I haven't done anything unspeakable. You've uh, never yeah. seen me at an old country buffet. But- <laughs> <laughs> Well, their home styles where I'm from, but I understand the reference. <laughs>
5: well, wh- whatever. We got to get a mission. Okay. Let's get right. a mission.
2: There's four of us in a Lulu and a Moon song. Let's do this. If We're going to go two routes. We either go and get the rods or we go to save Zerial. Everyone, four rods, raise your hand. you don't even know I don't even know I was hoping this wouldn't go that fast (laughs) I want to go get the rods I do I do because we can still save Zeriel after the rods but I think the rods are our only bargaining piece with people who are way stronger than us the rods are a clear mission like the Bobby how do you feel brother
3: um. Yeah. All right. We can get the it rods. Could be a bargaining chip. <laughs> I just don't think we should rule out breaking the chains. Just because it'd be fun to see what would happen.
2: I think that we can break the chains with the rods.
3: I'm gonna go pee in this urn. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go get the rods. That urn? No, that's Steve. The- Clem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh. So you... I
3: I animate the bucket that he's peeing into to sing to him while he's pissing. <laughs>
1: On the
0: good ship, a <laughs> lollipop, and there's That's a, a fast trip channels. on the candy stop. <laughs> Can you make sure you don't miss a drop, because I'm a little tiny old piss pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, If you want action in Merchant Harbor, you know
2: where to go. The Greasy Lizard.
0: Hey, this is the one and only Don Goose. Come on down to my place, the Greasy Lizard in Merchant Harbor. If you're new in town, your first drink's on me. The Greasy Lizard. What are you going to do? Go to that goblin joint?
3: You tell him, Don Goose.
0: Calm yourself down, baby. The Greasy Lizard. Open every day of the week, every night of the week. Come on down. You're fresh in town. It don't matter. Get off the boat. You come and see me, Don Goose.
1: All right, so you guys decide to go get the rods. And uh, so you go up to Alantheus and ask him, all right, dude, we're going to get the rods, and then maybe we'll come back here after we get them and figure out the next step. I don't know. But that seems like a clear goal, so we're going to do it. And Alantheus uh, is like, fair enough.
4: I am not going anywhere. I will tell you exactly where to go to find the crashed ship. Um, and he... Uh, Jesus, why does he keep trying to break my toilet? Yeah, he hates you that. You know what your
2: toilet did?
0: Have you ever seen ever have you ever seen a bugbear in a public bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, now I understand. Uh, but he uh, he draws on your map uh, the spot where the crashed ship is. Excellent.
2: All right. Um, how are we looking for soul coins, fellas? Are we good? I'm some more good. You guys are pretty good. Thank you. Yes. Yeah.
3: We're flush. Yeah. Nice. So coins. There's a blast from
2: the past. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Yeah, I mean,
0: you get to carry some of them. I get to oh. carry some of them too because we have a high constitution. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. I mean, I got a oh. negative one constitution. I can look. You can't at one. carry
0: any. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you even, can't even look at it. You shouldn't even say it.
5: Oh
2: I'm feeling woozy. Cut the papers. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh Moon Color and uh Lulu, you know, ask you, do you guys want us to come? Should we stay uh, here? Or, yeah, why, what uh, like?
3: why else would we have gotten a unicorn if we're not gonna, you know, A
2: teleport a
1: unicorn?
3: Yeah, teleported unicorn. Yeah.
2: Okay. So they're coming with? Well, come, wait, come wait, on what with about us. Lulu? Should we Lulu's been getting very close to murdered recently? Should we leave her back? They're part of our party. Uh, yeah. That's true. No, no, Lulu Lulu, us. do you wanna come with us? Uh sure. I like
1: Saving you boys from yourselves.
2: You've I'll been doing with. a bang up job.
5: She's a yeah. conscience. She really is, actually. At some point, she's going to become a giant mastodon.
1: I Ooh. really hope these rods help us in our quest to redeem Zerial. Yep, that's exactly what we're doing this for. <laughs> well, we got to knock Zariel off her perch in order to, yeah. you know, redeem her. Cause and
2: without the rods, they won't be able to put them in pods. Exactly. Zatarans.
1: So you guys uh, pile up into your <laughs> demonic war engines and uh, start driving across the blasted hellish landscape of Avernus. Great White Spark wants to know what we got when we leveled up. Oh, that's a good... good. Actually, it's going to take me a little bit to set up the next map, so why don't you guys go ahead and talk about that. Oh, that's great. Uh,
0: I will start uh, being a paladin, an Oath of Vengeance paladin. I get some extra points for my lay on hands, so now I have 55 hit points at my discretion that I can t- deliver to anyone who needs them, including myself. Uh, I also am able to, I have improved divine smite, so I get to add an additional 1d8 radiant damage all the time, whenever I hit anything with a weapon, uh, and I picked up some extra spell slots too, so that's pretty cool. There might be some other stuff too that'm I'm, I'm not picking up, but like you know some traits or things that sort of just uh, build on what I already have. But
3: that's pretty much it. How about you, De I added a third level spell called Tiny Servant, which should complement my new 11th level artificer ability quite nicely, in which I can um, instill a, a, want, a first or second level spell into an object, and it grows tiny, uh, well, okay, that's what Tiny Servant does. Tiny Servant makes an object grow uh, tiny arms and legs. it can run around and do stuff, right? Um, So I can now, with my special ability, take and give that thing a spell, um, which you can use eight times a day separate from like my actions it's like a bonus action or if i just tell it to like continually blast someone with with the spell over and over again it will do that and that can be up to a second level spell right yes awesome so you know it could be something as uh, wonderful as magic missile or it could be thunder wave if i want to get crazy We'll see what happens. Or Shatter. Actually, Shatter would be really good. Oh, Shatter would be really good. Shatter would be really good. Or I
5: could enlarge and reduce
3: stuff all day long if I really wanted to.
5: I swapped out a third-level spell for Revivify, so I can bring a recently dead person back to one hit point. Um, Nice. And uh, I also uh, got Lightning Arrow, uh, which is a lightning damage uh, sort of area of effect uh, spell. Nice. And uh, as a horizon walker, my planar warrior, which uh, has always done the 1d8 extra force damage, now does 2d8, uh, and I now have a distant strike. So I can teleport 10 feet, attack someone, teleport 10 feet, attack another person, And then if I do that to two different creatures, I can teleport another ten feet and attack a third person.
2: I get a fourth cantrip. I should have put it at level ten, but I'm dumb. But now I have blade ward, which uh, just basically I get like advantage on like bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing for one turn. I moved a bunch of stuff around. Um, so now I also have synaptic static. (gasps) Yeah, I've been reading on Reddit. I heard it was, good. yeah, I was just basically a Reddit whore all day. Uh, so I have Synaptic Static, which is, like, just going to make me, like, kind of seem like side little ball bombs. And then I also have Hold Monster. Nice. You know, I was trying to find things to actually be useful, but for my sixth and my one and only sixth level spell, I took Eye Bite, which makes me just pretty much automatically put motherfuckers to sleep. And I can do uh, one person per turn up to a minute. So I'm I'm kind of getting a little sexy here, guys. I'm not going to run good. from the fight anymore. That's a lie. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. And I, I went from 53 HP to 58. Let's talk about the big gains, guys. Woo! Big gains.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have 103 hit points.
2: Get out of here. No one needs that. <laughs> I have 71. Some of us are humble, you know? I'm
3: like uh, 91 or something.
2: <laughs> None of you are under fucking, Jesus. Well,
3: but I'm a, I'm a hit and run guy.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, you got lightning arrows now. You're a goddamn Uchia.
0: Oh, I'm going to stand there and take shots, guy. <laughs> Ooh, more shots? No, I mean, well, yeah. Oh, oh
2: that was boy. just an accidental bar. Jason just got them words. You know, him and Tupac, both Virgos for a reason. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> All right, so you guys travel uh, far across the uh, the landscape of Avernus, uh, crossing over giant boneyards, uh, dodging Volcanic eruptions driving through knee deep pools of green goo. Um, and, Any and fire tornadoes. Well, we're getting to that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no,
2: why?
1: why did I bring it up? Time for some ayahuasca. Oh boy. Uh, when you reach a um, a massive windswept plain, uh, where the ground is cracked uh, and dry. And you see what appears to be, like, a massive sword sticking out of the ground just miles ahead of you. Uh, But between you and this big silver blade jutting out of the ground are several fiery tornadoes that are just (laughs) blowing across the plane. Oh, shit. (laughs) Luckily, you guys are not in a chase scenario. So you are able to carefully navigate around and between the fire tornadoes uh, if you had been in combat. Club Jag, calm down. It's fine. No
3: one's going to get burned alive right now. I want to kill that thing. Yeah, we know. It killed my friend. Just relax, man. We'll come back for it later.
1: It's funny how the weather in hell is the most dangerous opponent you guys have ever faced. Uh, but you guys uh, make it across this windswept plane, and as you're getting closer to what first appeared to be a giant sword sticking out of the ground, you realize that this is actually a massive airship that it looks like it sort of like plummeted nose first into the ground. Uh, and it's sort of sticking out at like an angle, um, almost a 45 degree angle. It, it's going to be a little rough like standing on that, thing. like an infernal
5: airship, or
1: yeah, from yeah. somewhere else. It's it definitely has some. Um, no, it's a Star Wars airship. <laughs> Got it. It's, All it's right. a Naboo fighter, which okay. is <laughs> much bigger. All right.
5: <laughs> uh, one of those silver, little like, yeah, one, one? the silver cruisers. Uh, yeah, a cool. A little less angular than I thought. Dude, <laughs> that was the best part of the
3: prequels.
1: So yeah, this this massive Naboo cruiser is sticking out of the ground and you guys uh park your uh vehicles uh pretty close to it and it looks like uh there are several winged creatures flying around oh i'm gonna kill them uh okay they're pretty far up but uh, you think it's it almost looks like they're flying around what you would describe as the bridge of the ship okay. all right guys
2: you ready to go up
1: no let's, let's get in there and m- mix it up let's do it So looking around, you don't see any obvious entrances. You think you possibly could uh, look for like a a crack in the hull at ground level. Um, But sort of looking up, it seems like those winged creatures are moving in and out of the ship. Like they're flying around it, but every once in a while you see one like perch and land on what would appear to be some sort of balcony or, or something up there. So you think maybe if you were to fly up there, you could get to wherever they are but you would have to fight them yeah moon
2: color uh can levitate us or something can somebody lift us up uh, guys i got this okay. um i think for a 2nd when well, i'm tapping my foot and i say oh well rise chicken 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 then as i spread my hands a large bathtub that can fit all of us appears and then we start to float up the whole time you just hear the chicken, because it, it's got a dance, it's just jiggling back and forth, like, you know, in Beauty and the Beast. Be our chicken, be our chicken, and you know it's <laughs> finger-licking, and it's delicious, you know you like to eat. All right. I'm uh, hungry now.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, before we uh, go up there, I'm going to cast Tiny Servant.
2: Oh, what's
5: that? Yeah, I'm your tiny servant. Serving serving of servant oh. for money. What I you, want me to do? Do.
0: <laughs> you could use my sensor my sensor oh, is like a little man. incense uh dispensing like a ball a little ball that has <laughs> oh, like how incense big?
1: burning oh, about
0: that
2: big around that'd about, be cute oh, that perfect like six inches around yeah, yeah, yeah
1: you light up the incense and then animate it yeah just running around Ooh. smoking that okay. would work
3: all okay. right i'm um, going to so i'm gonna uh it's like
1: a little Vern troyer just smoking a
3: yeah.
0: blunt I'm going to turn
3: <laughs> his little ball into a tiny servant it's got arms it's got legs i'm also going to um give it the ability to say a couple of phrases nice. okay with right. my uh you know i'm a i'm an artificer so i can use i can infuse it i'm gonna infuse it with some uh some key phrases so it it will speak when necessary
1: okay um sure you give you some time to figure out what those phrases are gonna be but uh yeah
3: well it won't say them right now it'll just say later
1: sure um so yeah you guys see that he sort of like talks to hamstone he's like hey man give me a give me a a cool item of yours and Hamstone's like i don't know i have the sensor i haven't used it in a long time and and debabi's like perfect and he grabs it uh and and Hamstone maybe is about to protest and, uh, and Hamstone takes his wrench and goes like, Boop! and the sensor falls out of his hands and Hamstone almost goes to catch it. He's like, no, my, ah, delicate, my sensor. delicate sensor. <laughs> he took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> uh, but it lands on the ground on two tiny little metallic legs and it stands upright and sort of looks up at De Bobby and salutes him. Yeah.
5: <laughs> What the hell kind of spell is that?
3: And then it says, Yeah, what's up, bitches? <laughs>
2: hey, hey, look at that little guy. Oh, day. He called us bitches. Mine don't even talk. I gotta get my skills up the <laughs> okay?
3: And then he says,
2: I'm a servant. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a
3: couple other phrases. Do you okay. sing?
2: Do you want to dance with us? I'm of servant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what's servant. up, bitches? <laughs> what's up, bitches to you too.
1: Well, I'll tell you, one of the phrases you're probably going to want him to know is the magical phrase to activate your spell storing item. Right. That's probably one. So that's yeah. one less you have to worry yeah, what's about. That, what's that one? Uh,
3: well, he's not going to say that. I would say that to oh, him. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Right?
1: Well, he has to say it if he ever wants to activate your item. Oh, he has to. Wait, yeah. what? So magic items that have an activation, they typically come with some sort of magical phrase that needs to be said in order to activate
5: the item. Open sesame.
1: Yeah, exactly. So your, your spell story item that you created, I'm assuming you want to give it to this guy, right? right? Yeah. So you when you stored the spell in the item, you came up with a magical phrase. Right. And somebody, if they want to use the item, have to say that, including your buddy.
5: I would say Shitfield Winnebago.
3: <laughs>
5: Shitfields Winnebago. Shitfield. <laughs> Shitfield
3: Winnebago. Uh, okay, yeah. All right. I'll take that.
1: Uh as this craziness is happening, a moon color comes up and says, uh, well, uh, you guys were talking a little bit about me and uh, I, I I I could teleport
2: up to three of you all the way up there. That's that's what I could do. Well I'll tell you what. Uh yeah, teleport. But doesn't she only she can only do that once a day? Is that correct, Mooncaller? That's true. That's, so yes. what if we need her three person teleport later?
0: Yeah, like if we come back yeah. out of the thing and we're like, holy shit, we, we gotta, gotta do rush. it. We gotta do it now. And then, and then if we're
2: up there, can you just watch for us?
1: Well, I have to touch you, unfortunately, to teleport.
2: Yeah, you guys will have to like ride it. So here's the thing: I can just have us float up there, but on the way out, if we have to boogie, I can make my pants dance. And fly myself out so she could teleport the rest of you. It sounds ridiculous, but that's my strategy.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But then Color is gonna have to be up there too, right?
2: Oh well, I mean she. Oh right. Because she's gotta touch us. You remember when we uh, turned into a dinosaur? That's I had made a platform that she floated on. Yeah. So she can float.
5: I can also literally just run down the ship.
2: He's always telling us how I strong he is. I have a climbing
5: speed yeah. that is infallible. I'm sorry, what? You're infallible? He's I, infallible. I, I have a climbing speed that's just equal to my walking speed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so he, he can basically just walk right up the side. All right, you know,
0: well, why don't you walk up the side I, and then... I want to fly up. Cause, well, well, what if we let Moon Color float or teleport us up and then you, you, wanna you can... You want
2: to waste the teleport?
0: Well, her teleport, but your stuff is still solid. I do have a dimension door as well. There you go. We use the unicorn, unicorn now, and we get in the ship, and then you'll have all your, all of your spells will be available to you for use on board. Why are you talking
5: to him like he's three years old?
0: I'm not. (laughs) I just
2: because I am a small (laughs) stature.
0: I'm sorry. Look, he's not a kid. For some reason, I'm feeling slightly intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... All right, guys. Um, i hell
2: do that to Let's you. do it. Let's do it. I'm just way, thinking
0: of like preserving his spell slots. Because we're
2: probably going to have to fight when we get up. We're definitely
0: yeah. going to have to fight some shit.
2: We didn't come to get rods without I'm, a punch involved.
5: You guys figure this out. I'm parkouring up there. Man. Let's do it. All
0: right. Let's do it. Okay, no so, Wait,
2: no. I, a quick,
5: I have a quick
3: question for a fellow spellcaster. Okay. Should I give uh, should I give him uh, a magic missile or a thunder wave?
0: I think you should give him magic Probably missile. magic missile,
3: right? Because yep. uh, we're going to be fighting flying things. Yeah,
0: because if flying things, it's an automatic hit. And uh, you know, it can disrupt a spellcaster, and that's going to be your primary focus. If anyway. something's spell casting uh, with a concentration spell, you want to try to get them to break that concentration.
3: Okay, all right. I didn't even—I didn't need that much information. Yes or no? What if? <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I'm not very smart, but I know what I'm doing. I almost took silence as a spell.
3: I'm sorry. Oh, but that what? doesn't make any sense. If you're not very smart, how can you ever know what you're doing?
0: Silence. <laughs> you- that only works if a spellcaster has a v- 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 verbal component.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so. <Moe laughs> color.
2: can you please teleport me, the Hamstone, and the Bobby? Uh, yeah, certainly. Thanks, okay.
1: Man. What are you going to do about your little friend there?
2: Um, He said he can climb walls uh, like the wind.
3: Uh, I think he, I think she's talking about my little servant. Oh,
2: shit. Oh. He's not a part of your... Dang. Yeah. Lulu! Why don't you Lulu's just give, with us, right? give him
0: to Glubjig? Glubjig will carry him up.
2: Oh, that's true. Here you
3: go, buddy. He's pretty small.
0: He's yep. got him. Glubjig right. can carry him. No problem. Let's
1: go. Okay, right. so he, he says... <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Globjack, you you grab a hold of this little tiny servant... And uh, put them in your backpack, and then just start climbing uh, up the uh, the the space not spaceship the airship. Yeah. Um. And you guys sort of time this out because you don't want Glubjag to get there first, but you also don't want him to be lagging way behind. So uh, Glubjag, you have an interesting situation because you attract some attention of some of these uh, flying things, and as as you get closer, you actually can tell what they are. Those are, go ahead and make a, uh, I would say religion or arcana, whichever. I'll give you advantage because you, oh, yeah, there you go. You got a 19. Nice roll. Uh, So you have seen these things before in your many uh, adventures as a planer or warrior. Uh, These are called rocks. Rocks. They are a kind of demon. So not native to hell. These must be. Yeah, these must be some of the invaders uh, on Avernus here.
0: I would I would like to know, with my roll of 22, I would like to know uh, an element about them. I'd like to know if they
1: have any resistances. Yeah, absolutely. So just so you know, you, you're, you're not close enough to see them, so you won't know this information until you guys teleport up there and can get a closer look. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you are going to know slightly more, actually, than Globjeg, because he got uh, that in 19. They
5: resist the concept of social services. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. So they're not they're not into helping people.
5: No. Those snap cards.
1: All right, uh, Globjeg, you beat the DC by about three. You know the basic facts about them, plus a little bit more. So I will say you can tell me, do you want to know their defenses, their special abilities, um or... i want to know their resistances okay so they're, they're defenses essentially let's see large fiends demon chaotic evil uh they have a 40 foot movement speed and a 60 foot fly speed so quite quick they're large uh their resistances are cold fire lightning bludgeoning piercing and slashing from non-magical attacks uh they're immune to poison and the poisoned condition Okay. Um, You also know that they are telepathic and they can see in the dark up to 120 feet. And like all demons, almost all demons, I think, they have magic resistance. So they have advantage on saves against spells. All right. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much what you know. And as you're uh, sort of climbing up, you notice that they seem to have spotted you. And you sort of prepare yourself for a bit of a... uh, Maybe like a uh, an attack from these things. So we are going to roll initiative, and we're going to basically say that you guys arrive on round two. The teleporters arrive Highla- on round. Two. Highlight your tokens, My everyone. Token
3: is highlighted, Dad. <laughs> stay highlighted, man.
0: <laughs> Make sure you stay highlighted. It's really hot out here today. Right, don't roll initiative yet. I have don't to, roll it yet, oh,
5: to everyone, to do the, the combat. That's good. I wasn't that great anyway.
2: Yeah, that I, one don't count. I can never thirteen. I will get nine. Fuck you. Which,
1: which one's the DM? Okay, this one's the
2: DM. Okay.
1: You you are, uh, <laughs> I mean, which one of my windows is uh, the DM window? Uh, okay, there we go. We got the turn order up. Now you can roll
2: initiative. Come, 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 my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Oh, look at me. Fast as the wind. Nice. Swift as oh. the bridges.
5: Not me. All right.
0: And that is episode 81 of Rated RPG Descent. Into Avernus. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, we'll see you again soon.